Listener Production. Coming up on the Footy Talk podcast, I'm joined by my good mate Heath Shaw as we dissect tonight's massive clash between the Western Bulldogs and the Brisbane Lions. And I bring you a different way to look at it in a way of racing form. We also bring a new segment, Who Said It and What Were They Talking About? We'll wait and see how this one goes. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. This is the Footy Talk podcast for your Thursday. Daisy Thomas here with Heath Shaw, of course, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. Heater, hello and welcome. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, I know. Well, I've got to park out the front, so that made life a bit easier. <laughs> the parking out the front here is an absolute horror show. Oh, it's a nightmare. All around this place is an absolute nightmare. I did a couple of laps and just hoped for the best and, and got one. Did you actually get one or did you park illegally? Because I know one of the two of us is definitely parked maybe in a no-standing area. No comment. Okay. <laughs> just backing the fact that it, the weather is slightly inclement, so we're hoping that nobody will be out checking them. Um, plenty happening in the world of footy. Mainly, we touched on this in the first week, just how keen everybody is for it. And the numbers are through the roof in the first two rounds in terms of crowds getting to games. Yeah, huge. And it helps there's been some absolute rip-snorting games. Like they put the big dogs up against each other and let the um, – The the lesser dogs fight each other as well. Yeah, the lesser dogs fight each other. So they think they're going to get a win. The supporters think they're going to get a win because they're playing against another lower-level team. So, yeah, the AFL really, like, they're smart. They're very smart. Whoever did the fixturing needs a bonus. Yeah, they're intel- it's the hardest. That would be the hardest thing to do. NASA. Yeah. Nearly NASA-esque. What do you mean by NASA-esque? So the people at NASA put it together because it's so hard to like figure out all the games. You've got to figure out at least. You've got to play every team at least once, and then they try to balance it out so that the competition is even. So they don't let the team that finished 16th or 17th or 18th last year play the team who finished 1, 2, 3, 4 twice. Smart. Yeah. So you're saying some smart people are doing it above oh. your and my pay grade. Or, or a smart computer. A smart computer maybe a little yeah. bit of an algorithm potentially. Membership, though, on the back of obviously crowd participation is sky high. But we do need to lift the lid on a couple of things here. Yeah, the fact that I got my life membership from Collingwood. actually got two, and the Giants, who also I'm a life member, didn't give me one. Mm. So you got the same package I got, I assume, the yeah, scarf legends. and yeah. – Legends. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> legends. But the golden one. Um, <laughs> and then the normal one as well. But So when people count and clubs count their memberships, you can buy a pet membership, which goes towards the tally. You can buy a three-game membership, which goes towards your overall tally. Over, overseas membership where mm. you're pretty much just donating cash to watch them on the TV. <laughs> And we've also got to the bottom, and our producer Zoe has come to us with this. Yes. The Western Bulldogs have a little bit of a ploy going, if you will, a system. You sign up as a Bulldogs membership, 220 quid. You get free KO for a year valued at 360 quid. So you go to the footy for 220, but you also can watch all the other games of footy for free. So you're saving just on your normal membership of subscription, you're saving 140 bucks. Buy one, get one free. Something along those Something lines. Free. So do you think a lot of people are just signing up to the Bulldogs and then using the other subscription to watch footy? Well, they'd be pretty happy with that deal right at the moment, I think, because they <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be want to going to many games after this. They'll be they'll be watching the other other teams play on KO. Arguably, uh, two hundred and twenty dollars for a Western Bulldogs membership is way high at the moment. <laughs> I would be encouraging the Western Bulldogs to pay people to go and watch them for what they're doing. Well, well that's funny because their hopes were pretty high at the start of the year, so people would think this is an 
bargain. Like you're getting the best best deal here. You're getting to watch and KO as well. Now you're just going to be watching KO. We uh, will be talking about the dogs, of course, so we may as well go into game preview mode. Mm. The Western Bulldogs take on the Brisbane Lions tonight at Marvel Stadium. Yep. Now, a lot's been made of the Western Bulldogs, a little has been made of the Brisbane Lions. I've done a little bit of research for you, and I thought, what better way to give you some form and analysis? We do promise to give you the best interviews and analysis from the world of AFL by doing it in somewhat of a best bets manner. Okay. Brisbane Lions. Throw it at me. Solid trial win against Group 1 winner. First up, sent to Adelaide and forget went round. Stewards reported complacency post-race. Second up, super impressive when back on home track. Comfortable win when leading from start to finish. Did get weary late. Looks well placed here to get two wins on the trot against weaker opposition. The one to beat. Mm. That's for Brisbane Lions. Western Bulldogs. Impressive trial winner. Granted, not strong opposition. That said... The one they beat has won twice since. First up, ran into a very good one, former Group 1 winner and class above. Second up, went back in grade for an easy kill, didn't fire, examined by vet and stewards post-race, nothing reported. Tonight, tougher here, home track plus, will need to improve to be in the finish, prefer others. <laughs> surely, surely those those scans, that vet analysis, <laughs> they found something wrong, wrong with them. The unfortunately. Either, the, either mentally or physically, surely they found something wrong with them. They've sent the doctors in there. They've sent the stewards in there. They've run the bloods and it's come back. No, just refused to gallop. They've spoken to the trainer slash the coaches and said, what's going on here? Were, were the tactics no good? <laughs> well, Did they need to sit on the speed yeah, rather than get back it, and try and ride home? Rode it like far lap. Yeah. 15 off them, but just happened to finish that way it's as well. A, it's a very good way of putting it. If you were looking at the dogs for tonight's game, they'd be very, very much so outsiders. You'd be giving them in a two-horse race. It's tough. Seven, eights in a two-horse race. Well, you, you, you do, think. You do work for a corporate bookmaker. I think you can have about $2.60. So yeah, but that's that's way unders. Gamble responsibly, um, of course. But no, what do you give them any chance tonight? They need to improve out of sight, but we've seen strange things happen this year. We thought Port Adelaide were going to be world beaters after round one. They come to Melbourne and Collingwood beat them by 70 points. We thought Brisbane were absolutely crap after round one. They beat Melbourne. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's obviously. And who thought North Melbourne would be two and zip? Not who I. thought Essen would be two and zip? Not who I. thought St Kilda would be two and zip? Also not I. So there's, like, it's a funny game, football. Um, we'll figure out by about round eight, nine, ten, like where everyone sits, and that's, that sort of gives you roughly what's going to happen. But the Lions, they... They, was, they said during the week, I liked it, a couple of players come out and said, we bounce back well. And usually that's a bit of a token line. Yeah. But they'd bounce back well. And they bounced back at the Gabbo against a very, very good opposition. Obviously lost the captain. Is he still the captain? Gorn, yeah, he's still the captain. Yeah, he's the captain of Melbourne. Um, yeah, they lost – Melbourne lost him early, but that's not going to be the difference. So I think um, the Lions, even though they are travelling away from home, mm-hmm. the Bulldogs, they are on their knees at the moment. They just need to go up and big scissor kick. Well, sometimes it might, and again, we've been in these positions, when your backs are against the wall, that's when you actually find out the most about yourself and that's when you can produce your best performance unexpectedly and really kickstart your season. Yeah, but what if your backs are against the wall and you still lose? Then you... Then you ride it off. Then then you're riding off the season. You're riding off some of those players because not everyone, they haven't played well as a team. No. Yet, which is the only sort of hope I give them. Um, They do have a few injuries. Mm. which hopefully they can get on top of that. But, yeah, I think I think they need a lift in general. And I, don't, I just don't know if this tall forward line and is going to work. A winner for you then, Brisbane? Yeah, Brisbane. I'm just going to put the air conditioning on. 24 you? to 30-odd. Um, 
I think they're just the quality all over the ground. And it's going to be a good midfield battle, but I think that's about it. So um, Lions for me against the Dogs on their home deck. Yeah, I'll be taking the Brisbane Lions on trust. Although I'm I'm not going to ride off the Western Bulldogs just yet. I think there's far too much talent on that list for them to be performing the way they are. If they click, they get going. It's at Marvel. Yeah. I could see a real sharp improvement. However, on all those things I said there, if it was going to be uh, one for your life, I think I'd be taking Brisbane. Who's who has to play a big? Who has to have a big one oh. tonight for the Bulldogs to win? Well, one good thing that is going to be in their favour is that they're going to have the motivation too about Josh Dunkley. Obviously, Ooh. yeah, which is going to be something that Bevo's going to wind them up about. And sometimes you need something artificial to get yourselves going. So the focus <laughs> being on him and them trying to wind it up, make it bigger than what it is, come out and punch the suitcases out of him, target him, could be something that gets them going. They need not their the, Not the fact they're zipping too. Don't worry about it. Just worry about the fact that <laughs> Dun- Dunkley left. Dunkley left for the yeah. third time he tried to get out the yeah. door. Finally got there. No, but I think the forward line has to fire. They've got to find a way to Norm. get some get some real ball in that area and then put some pressure on it when it gets to ground level. That's been an issue so far for them. It certainly has, and that's what happens when you play tall forward line because the big tall guys, they don't want to run the other way. Mm, when it hits the ground, not so good. Hey, that's been a very good start. Coming up, hang around. We're going to have a new segment called Who Said It and What Were They Talking About? It's a footy talk podcast. This is the Footy Talk podcast for your Thursday. Daisy Thomas here with Heath Shaw. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. Heater, now time for Who Said It and What mm-hmm. Were They Talking About? Where we both grab one headline yes. and we need to figure out who said it and what were they talking about. I'm going to start. Yep. Bevo's had his time. This was front page today. Hopefully you haven't seen no, The Sun-Herald. I don't read. Um, if it's front page, it might be Robbo. Maybe. Is that your final answer? Mm, I think you can figure out what they're talking about. Yeah. It's Bevo's done at the Bulldogs. Yep, that's the um, insinuation. Well done. Yeah. Um, not Robbo. Oh, it might have been Robbo because he was saying he, that Bevo should have gone to Essendon. And- Incorrect. It was Grant <laughs> Thomas talking about... Luke Beveridge's time at the Western Bulldogs. Okay, well done, Grant. Thank you. Your turn. How did he get back page? I'm not sure. He's obviously done an interview and this one's the thrown real, some bombs. This one's going to be really hard because it's a tiny little article in The Age. Um, <laughs> I think it was three pages in and it was in relation to... No, I have to guess that. Okay. Don't get spooked. Talking about a club... And what they what has been I think going can, on at the club? I can think I can guess this. Okay. I'll say it's about Hawthorne. Oh, I think he might have read the age. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I would assume trusting the process because they're going and they're saying they're going to play a lot of young kids. These results will come after the two really disappointing weeks, 51 and 80-odd point losses. Yep. Who Is, said it? I'm going to say Jeffrey Kennett. No, incorrect. Ooh. But well done. You got most of it Thank right. Thank you. It was in relation to Hawthorne. Is It was in relation to their list management, and mm-hmm. it was ex-Hawthorne list manager Chris Peltram. Okay. Don't get spooked, but he said, don't expect to play finals until 2026 plus. <laughs> Even that's probably the unders, which yeah. are four years away. Yeah, so. Oh, well, that was good. We can work yeah. on that for uh, next week. Another yeah. bit of the one. paper that did catch my eye. Ben Reid. 
Was he coach of the Wang Magpies? He certainly was. <laughs> so he's been – and if he was running the books, this is the first point of conjecture because he can't count. Well, the, the thing is I'm more surprised in the fact that he's coach. Do you remember he's the time coaching someone. when he said – when David Butterfin said when we were in South Africa, we had a day off the next day. He said, boys, you've got a day off tomorrow. There's an athletics meeting down the road if you're going to go watch. And Ben Reid turned to one of us and said, why would anyone want to go – to an athletics meeting, athletics is boring enough. Why would you go to a meeting about it? <laughs> and that's why I was surprised that he was the playing head coach of a of a football club, even though it is a local football so club. So they won Fairly the flag powerful. last year. Yes. But they have sensationally been stripped of it for breaching the salary cap, a first in country footy. Incredible stuff. Yeah, and apparently they are not going to an award a winner that year, so it's not avoid zero people. So it's just win a dash in the so history books. It's a dash. Um, apparently, breaching the salary cap. Salary cap was one hundred twenty-five grand. They went a little bit over, just twenty-eight thousand. Administration error. <laughs> and again, that could have been Ben just big fingers hitting the wrong button on the calculator. Yeah, well, the thing is, he would only give the money to himself. That would be the only thing. But he's a playing coach, so I'm sure that's um, they get a little bit of leeway there. Do you think that this could be post-traumatic from after we lost the 2011 grand final and for three weeks straight, anytime you saw Ben in the commiseration uh, drinks or whatever you do, you ran up and jumped on him and said, Tomahawk! <laughs> This is for, for those playing along. That one hundred percent happened the day after the grand final, all the way until three weeks post, including now when we have reunions. You still jump on his shoulders and say Tomahawk after Tom Hawkins turned into Wayne Carey. Well, well, he did, and I think he can thank um, Ben Reed for kickstarting his career. Um, Hawk was he was playing okay, yep. had a couple of touches, and then in that last quarter, he just turned it on. I think he kicked three in the last quarter, and poor old Ben Reed was on the receiving end of that one. Um, ben. And, and the sledges for me for the last however long, 13 years. He is a very good man, Ben Reid, and we do love him. Unfortunate about the Wang Magpies. Saturday night is going to be an epic game. Essendon taking on the Saints and killed to their 150-year celebration. They get to the MCG, which you wouldn't think those two clubs playing at the MCG is so foreign. However, this is the first time since round 15, 2006, they've played at the MCG. 20 of the last 21 games have been at Marvel with the other one at the Gabba during COVID. Well, why are they playing there then? I don't know. Because they're both, obviously, I think they're both, their home ground is Oh Well, I would Marvel. assume, I'm hoping so that. Because it's 125 year and they think they're going to get a bigger crowd than 50, 60. They're both two and zip, so there should be a decent crowd. Yeah, the but joint. they would have done this, as we spoke about before. Free. They would have done the fixture from NASA away <laughs> Long time ago. They would have had the old astronauts yeah. in there. Oh, it's, it's good to see. And they're two and zip, so you couldn't have asked for a better build-up to a game like this. But who plays better at the G? Well, we don't know because the form. Essendon would probably play them more. Yeah. Because they play against the big dogs. This would be massive for the Saints, though. If they can go three and zip, history tells us that if you start the season two and zip, I think it's 70-odd percent, then go on to play finals. So of the teams two and zip, St Kilda are one of them, Essendon are one I of them. I think they're going to be the 30%. <laughs> North Melbourne. They're going to be a 30% too. So there's the 30%. There's the three 30%. <laughs> well, there you go. It depends which way you look at it. Depends how good your maths is. NASA, <laughs> not ideal. Um, but that will be massive. We wish the Saints all the very best. 150-year celebration of their footy club. Only the one flag in that time. We both apologise for what we did to them in 2010. <laughs> one flag in 150 years. Jeez, you're a loyal supporter, aren't you? I don't know if anyone's 150 years old and still watching. <laughs> 
from day dot, but he would be a very, very loyal supporter. You certainly would be. Hey, you've been listening to the Footy Talk podcast. If you've got a question for us or anything you want to add to the show, jump on the Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, Joey and David Neitz will be previewing all your weekend's game and dissecting the big game that is at the MCG slash Marvel tonight because it's not at the MCG. Peter, thank you very much for your company. Thanks for having me again. We'll see you again next week. This has been the Footy Talk podcast. Listener.